0: Let's Get Radical Live is brought to you by AICPA Engage. AICPA Engage is the premier event for accounting and finance professionals in the U.S., bringing together experts across the practice and topic areas of tax, finance, and estate planning, advanced accounting and auditing, practice management, technology firm management, and marketing. Find out more at AICPAengage.com.
1: Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here's your host, Jody Paydar.
2: Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, the Radical CPA, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And we are live at the MGM um, in Las Vegas at the AICPA Engage Show. Um, And it's pretty cool. But before we even get started, as we come back from uh, our break, I have to give a big shout out and thank you to our tech team sitting over there. We have Aaron Rodriguez, Robert Chilino, who is our executive producer, and he makes this all all this stuff just work. And Kaylee Paydar, yes, my daughter, who is uh, running the social channel. So thanks to Voice America for doing such an awesome job so far this morning. And um, we're back here, and I'm back with our first guest, Enrico Palmarino, but we're actually going to talk really about his company and his journey as to how he's grown this company, which is, it's really a, a really good story, actually. Um, so without, without that, I'm, I'm just going to say, so Enrico, tell us... A little bit, I'm going to have you reintroduce yourself just to, because someone might not have been listening earlier this morning, but tell us kind of like the origin of BotKeeper, right? Sure.
3: Um, so my name is Enrico Palmerino I'm the CEO and founder of BotKeeper. Um, BotKeeper provides automated bookkeeping uh, to startups, small mid-sized companies, and accounting firms. Um, we do that through machine learning and AI uh, as well as human assistance to do a lot of automated categorization and classification workflows, basically be staff augmentation for uh, a lot of the accounting firms that are here today. Um, so the journey of BotKeeper I think all begins with the fact that uh, the inside joke at BotKeeper is I hate bookkeeping, um, which is uh, ironic but uh, I think BotKeeper spawned out of trying to solve my own problem. Um, so. Uh, in college, I started a company that automated how you analyze and design lighting systems. It grew really quickly. Um, we obviously had an accounting department, uh, and that accounting department couldn't keep up with our growth, um, which was a, a big challenge. So had staff turnover, had issues with like data integrity, uh, reports were always delayed or not on time. I couldn't get as much reporting as I wanted, or I couldn't afford to hire the army of people I would need to process all the data to get there. Um, and so uh, when uh, that business was acquired and I, I exited it, um, I decided to get into the accounting sector. And lo and behold, bookkeeping was the problem I wanted to solve, um, pretty much solving it for myself. Uh, but knowing that you know if I experienced that problem, uh, a lot of other people would too. So, um, the And even before Botkeeper, I was actually an owner of another uh, accounting company uh, as well, which uh, we grew and... Uh, I got to see what it meant to own an accounting firm and uh, the challenges with managing all the applications and staffing and uh, hiring and retaining good people. And um, you know, I think when, when Botkeeper started, we wanted to solve two things. One was uh, consolidate the app tech stack. Um, so you didn't have to keep managing as many uh, uh, applications that don't really integrate or sync the way you'd like them to. And then uh, two was automate a lot of the mundane, like, data entry uh, that was occurring, uh, or that normally you'd have to hire bookkeepers to do. So um, that, I think, is uh, the origin story. Um, it started with four of us, uh, my my sister, uh, myself, uh, Andy, and Louie uh, all kicked this thing off at the end of 2015. And, um, you know, at first it was like an email-only interface, so you'd send us your stuff, and We'd send you some Excel reports and email. That would be your PL and balance sheet and cash flow. And we did that really efficiently and, uh, you know, probably acquired, it was around 30 clients or so that mm-hmm. 2016 year. And then uh, those 30 clients grew to 150 clients the following year as we started introducing our platform, um, raised a $4.5 million seed round uh, later that year. So I bootstrapped and funded it myself through that time. And then uh, uh, the next year was a whirlwind of madness and, Crazy chaos and excitement. We went from uh, you know the 150 clients to about a thousand clients uh, at the end of uh, 2018, and along the way, towards the end of 2018 or you know mid late, uh, we decided to launch our accounting partner program, which was where we'd allow accounting firms to white label Botkeeper and use it for staff augmentation internally and to deliver bookkeeping services to their clients and provide their clients with this nice, you know, unified financial hub. Um, and that was when we like really started scaling and also when like, you know, chaos ensued.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, and and I'll even, so not everyone may be able to see, um, some people are watching on Facebook live, but uh, many people are just listening on the radio. Do you mind telling us how old you are?
3: Uh, sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm 30 years old. Um, Started Botkeeper when I was, I think, 26, 25, 25.
2: Right. And you came into a traditionally, I mean, although the tech industry is very young, you came into a very gray industry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, a lot was changing in in the accounting space. I mean, cloud accounting was becoming more popular. Um, You know, the app uh, stack uh, integrated apps with like QBO and and Zero and stuff were starting to really expand. Like those marketplaces grew significantly um, in that time, but that also meant that complexities and confusion about what to use, like what's your like the fact that the accounting industry had a tech stack, right? Like that was like a thing that accountants started talking about. What's your tech stack, um, and how much they like hated it because like each piece might talk to the general ledger, like QBO or Zero um or one of the others but they didn't do a good job at talking to each other and uh, they actually just ignored each other and oftentimes like duplicated things uh and so it was yeah it's certainly an interesting time i mean rules and regulations are changing pretty quickly um in the accounting center and also you know now if you just look at the last couple of years there's been over i want to say probably over 150 million dollars poured into uh, a few AI companies, us being one of them um, in this space. So.
2: Right. So so that's what I, I would like to touch on, because I think it's really interesting that this traditional industry has now received how much, I mean, millions and millions of dollars of VC money that's never before been in our space before, like, right? Yeah. And so... Um, It's an interesting perspective for me because it means that obviously the VC believe that there's money to be made here or they wouldn't be putting money, you know, in our space. But um, how does it feel to basically have a lot of money to like recreate something that's been around for Ever right? Like think about a traditional firm. It's been around for hundreds of years. Well, maybe not hundreds, but maybe a hundred years. A traditional firm has been around, and now you're given. Well, you're working for it, but you're given a significant amount of capital to say, "I can redo this any way I want." What does that feel like?
3: It's uh, it's funny because you know, say a lot of money, but it, it never feels like it's enough, right? right? So it's, <laughs> and yet at the same time too, I look at it and I'm like, hey, well, it's a lot of money, but where is it going? You know. Right. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of even like if you look at the journey of Botkeeper, it's start, like we bootstrapped it in the beginning, um, and then raised some money, and then poured more money into like engineering and software development. And it it is really cool because you do get to you you have a different perspective. You get to erase the the whiteboard and start over and recreate workflows and recreate. I think like a lot of the dynamics of accounting in a way that's different. Like it's uh, right. you know, if you're used to living in a a GL and then having to, like, switch into a bunch of different applications, the idea that you maybe never touch the GL again, or you, like, don't go in it except, like, once in a rare occasion because all the other information lives now outside of it um, is, I think, uh, it's a totally a different perspective. I think it's a cleaner perspective of, of how to look at the accounting space. Like, GL should really just be a database, and that should just be, like, it's a container that the information numbers sit there and it's in a nice organized container that you can walk away with. Um, but really, it's just a container. That, like, you sh- if you look at most uh, industries, they don't live in the database. They live in, like, an abstracted software layer that does, like, reporting and, like, leverages a database, but it, it's not the database itself. So, yeah, it's been fun to... um certainly fun to build it, but it's also, like, we're we're, you know, building a plane while we're flying it. So um, learning a lot along the way. I mean, we, I thought I knew what accountants want and need. I think I know (laughs) still some of what they want and need, but more and more it's, you know, we're, we're gleaning. You get the best feedback when, uh, from your, your clients and you can't get feedback from clients until you have clients. So, um, we've received just a lot of awesome feedback from yourself. You know, you were an early uh, client of ours and have since become a raving fan, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the product's changed drastically. I mean, right. I, I can't believe it's only been, you know, a little over three years. I feel like we've been doing this for 10 years at this point.
2: <laughs> um, and so uh, when you raised your um, your Series A round, um, how much was that?
3: Uh, so we raised $18 million in our Series A round. Um, and we had uh, raised $4.5 million prior in our Series Seed round. Uh, it was definitely a big round um, by by any standard i mean we were i think it was a top five largest a round for a tech company in boston um and you know it it all got it's all been allocated like we we had a plan we knew exactly we were going to spend it um and it's all been basically assigned so it's not like we're like sitting on this pile of money and being like oh well what do we want to do with it now it's more like nope um we could actually we can think of things if we had more money that we would use them to do right uh you know engineering is expensive
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I really want to dive into so like, what happened after you received the money and how your company has changed, right? So um, with that, we'll go to break. Stay tuned. <laughs>
1: The powerhouse of internet talk radio,
0: voiceamerica.com. Accounting professionals all have one thing in common. We cut our teeth doing the manual bits of bookkeeping so we all know how much it sucks. But not anymore. Botkeeper brings bookkeeping into the future with its combination of skilled accountants, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. When you start botkeeping, you say goodbye to costly and error-prone manual accounting. Your bot extracts data from receipts, processes payroll, pays bills, sends invoices, reconciles accounts, and so much more. On top of all that, you're backed by a team of senior accountants who handle critical thinking, complex accounting, and help you draw out meaningful insights from your business data. BotKeeper works hand-in-hand with your existing team, or it can cut costs and serve as your entire accounting department. You get to decide. Learn more about bookkeeping with BotKeeper at BotKeeper.com. Better than humans, better than machines. Automated bookkeeping with a human touch. Spotkeeper.com.
2: Become a member of voiceamerica.com It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top.
1: To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to jody at newvisioncpagroup.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back, I'm Jody Paydar, and we are live at the AICPA Engage. And we just took a short break, but um, we're back with Enrico Palmerino, the CEO of Botkeeper. And we are going to continue our conversation talking about how after he raised his um, his round, how his company has changed. So I'm gonna take you back, so I have to give a little bit of disclosure. So I met Enrico last summer in July before they had raised their money, and we were talking about the counting. you know, I'm an early adopter. And so we had started using the product. I became uh, a raving fan fairly quickly. And then um, they kind of went into this this round where they were go- they were going to raise money and then things were going to change, right? Or we didn't know what things were going to change, right? Because even when we were talking, you were not really sure of the amount of money you were going to raise or who was going to be involved in that raise. Yep. So um, Enrico, tell me what happened in early November. Well, it was like right around Thanksgiving, right? Early yeah. November, Thanksgiving, whatever.
3: So I, I even say like... it. Um- Things kind of go back, let's go back to like okay. July, right? Yeah. So uh, we had had a number of firms in the beginning of the year, that year, like February, March, basically say like, hey, it'd be really great if um, any chance we could use Botkeeper internally, white label it for our clients. Um, because at the time we were selling directly, it's like kind of the way that we were able to get enough data to build the models. Um, and we're like, oh, this is an interesting idea. Like, let's let's try this. So we built, you know, call it like, beta version of botkeeper. I call it alpha version of botkeeper. And uh and at scaling new heights, you know, basically we we're like, and guess what? Like at the end of a, a talk I was giving, I was like, and guess what? Like now accountants will actually be able to use Botkeeper internally and white label it. We honestly thought the accounting industry typically moves like slow to adopt new tech. Um and so our hope was maybe by the end of the year we could get like ten, twelve accounting firms to sign up, beta users, start like giving us feedback. I mean, we didn't even have our pricing figured out. i like give you an example of kind of where we were with it. Um, and we had one person in sales. Um, and we had, it was like 200 accounting firms sign up in two hours after I gave that talk. And then we had, uh, it was, if we had known we would have canceled immediately kind of like the, the next conference would do. We had another hundred sign up. We had like 300 accounting firms that all wanted to like try it out and deploy it. And just imagine, um, what that, what that experience would be like when I mean, we're going to fail at sales, we're going to fail at customer support, we're going to fail at delivery. When, um, you've got the the first point of contact, there's one person and 300 people trying to get a hold of them. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, that craziness. Um, obviously the, the demand there, uh, caused us to like, all right, we got to go raise more money so we can staff up the team, uh, to uh, hire more engineers, build more, faster, hire sales, customer service, account management support, like all these roles that we were a smaller company, um, at the time. And, uh, yeah, so we went out in November, you and I were talking and I was like, maybe we'll raise 10 million. Um, and you know, it turned into, it was like 60 days later we had closed around with, uh, with Google and, uh, and Graycroft. Um, for 18 million, so it was uh, it was nuts.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then after you raise the money, then what happened, right? Like <laughs> so,
3: and it's funny. Like things don't just like you know when you're going out to raise, you wanna you want to be hiring, but you can't because you've only got so much. You've got runway, and you have to maintain right. runway because you don't know how long a raise is going to take, and it's a long process. Like there's tons of diligence and vetting, I and mean, we had the Greycroft team. Um, we had both the Google team and the Greycroft team at our offices in, in the U.S., but then they also uh, came out to our office in the Philippines. So you had to arrange, I mean, it's right. a super detailed. They're ripping apart product and, and process to see kind of like what's under the hood. And uh, we, so we could get the money in and then it's like, and then now we got to post those jobs and start recruiting and see, you know, and hire. And that takes time. And so it was like months, you know, after that of, actually then getting the people on the team that would be capable of implementing and instrumenting the change. Um, and you can just never move fast enough. Uh, and then we, we kind of, we re-instrumented we like went back to like the people who had signed and said, let's restart, right? Let, let's, uh, let's start over. Um, let's try new things. Let's get your feedback. We reached out, I think called a lot of people, um, And, like, you know, asked uh, several of our accounting partners, you know, some detailed questions about how they're using the product and how pricing should be and all this other stuff. Um, Because, like I said, it was one of those where, you know, imagine kind of like throwing out an idea or like putting a little building something around it and then it just taking off faster than you could keep up with. Um, So,
2: right, because your original prototype was really for the end user, small business.
3: uh, Yeah, so the original. Botkeeper product was designed for the end user and we tried to like orchestrate backwards be like what would it be like for the accountant and we tried to be like all right how does Botkeeper engage with the end user client but then there's a, it's a totally different dynamic working right. with an accounting firm and not all accounting firms you know this is the challenging part like some accounting firms told us they want us to do things this way others wanted to do it that way um, some Dude, accounting
2: f- it's like working for seven different partners who don't do anything the same way
3: And and we have that dynamic. So not only is each accounting firm potentially running its own process, but then within an accounting firm, multiple like one partner will be bought and sold on Botkeeper, and maybe want to roll it out, and then we're rolling it out, and the other partner's like, "That's not how we do things." We're like, "Wait a second, he said or she said," right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's certainly been interesting. But we've got you know at this point now we've got a, a. we've added like a product team or like more people to our product team. We've added a bunch more engineers and stuff and we're starting to like really crank through, um, building like a, building more product or building a better feature set compared, uh, based on what we've heard for feedback. And I think our, our clients are like, and we're deploying clients are, and when I say clients are accounting for a partner. Right. So we're, we're deploying our partners, clients onto the platform faster than we've ever done before. It's a lot more consistent and streamlined we're we're now doing a lot more like here's the best practice here's how to do it versus hey tell us how you're doing it and we're going to try to mimic that um, cuz that that's not really that's right it doesn't scale no right um but you know it's 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 uh it's been you know we've had we've had partners who uh you know were frustrated um but i think like the good, the really nice thing is for the most part um the accounting industry has been wildly supportive of of what we're doing um because I think they see the the problem that we're solving and they want to help us solve it. And the more that we've kind of like been like, guys, we're not perfect. Like love to be, think that we're, per- we're not Apple yet. Like Apple wasn't the company we all know today um, back when it was Macintosh. Like it was a very different, took them a long time. Same thing with Amazon. So um, I think the more that people realize that we're not perfect, but we're really, we want to be perfect and we're really trying to get there, and we do take feedback very well and keep it coming, um, and we'll, that'll make us a better company.
2: Yeah, and I think, too, the other thing is, is, you know, you're uh, a, a leader, but how did it, like, challenge you, right? So now you get all this money, and now you have to make all these decisions, and now you have a board, right? So the board, you're, they're not necessarily all your decisions anymore, right? You're kind no. of in... <laughs>
3: you know, it's, I think though, the, the good thing is I've always operated very much. Um, like I like to think of myself, if you're familiar with like, like sports, there's a, there's a coach and then there's a captain on the team. Right. And the the captain's someone that like the team elected, and it's also someone that plays alongside the team. Um, I think of myself much more in that captain role than I've ever been in like a coach. So I don't like to like look from afar and just say, do this, do that. I like to like, roll up my sleeves and be there and work with the team um, but also guide them and advise them um, but let them grow and evolve uh, as well I, I work with the board the very much the same way uh, so we've had a board we've had a board of advisors um, since we started and great board I mean we had the founder of the north face on our board of advisors we had um, some other great entrepreneurs and brilliant people who were helping me with like difficult decisions when we raised the seed round in 2017. Um we, you know, formed a, a formal board. One of our board of advisors joined, uh Kellen from Ignition joined. Um and the dynamic's just it's a very healthy dynamic. You know, I I'm super transparent with our board. They know they know the good, the bad and the ugly, um, well before any board meeting and, and actually like in the moment I'm calling them and asking for advice. They've I i j I'm not I'm by no means the smartest person in any of the rooms that I sit in these days. We just We've got cool, the great thing about you know, being able to raise capital, but also being able to like, grow to the point that we have and, and build a brand is that we can attract some top talent. So the executive team at Botkeeper that you know, I sit around, I'm learning from them um, as much as I might be inspiring and leading and, and they're learning from me in some regards. I'd say it's probably, like, more. I'm, like, sucking right. education <laughs> from them. Um, and the same thing, too, from our board. I mean, these are people who have invested in numerous companies. They've seen things, you know, evolution, change. So uh, it's, uh, it, we have a really healthy dynamic. It's, it's great. I, I love the team. And it's been cool to see how it's evolved.
2: And you, like, obviously, have had to make some, I'll say, tougher decisions since the money came in, or not. So, I guess my question is: is after you raise around, yep. are your decisions any harder than they were before?
3: No, it, it's uh, it's it's funny. I don't think the decisions get harder; they potentially just come at a faster velocity. Okay. Um, so, and it's it's funny too because you, you raise around and everyone kind of thinks like, Oh wow. That's like, now you can like step back, relax and breathe. But it's like the exact opposite. I mean, there's like a breathing point because you've been out raising. And so raising money is not an easy thing to do. Um, or everyone, every, every accounting firm here would have raised, you know, millions of dollars. Um, but you do step back, you like breathe for like a week, maybe a few days. And then it's like, just, that much crazier like the velocity is faster i mean you you go from driving a a car and to flying a plane where like little decisions are they're just happening you have to make tons of tiny little decisions and any one of them could potentially kill you uh so um but they don't feel harder it just is it's like the same decisions like in a car it's just the consequences you're just
2: making them a lot faster and the
3: consequences (laughs) are a lot greater yeah right um so yeah, I don't think the decisions have gotten harder, um, but there's definitely like there's a pressure too. Like you got to grow faster, build faster, move fa- everything has got to be faster with every round. So yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so um, you know there were some big names that came in with the money, and uh, we're gonna go to break. But when we come back, I want to hear about how um, having Google and Graycroft investing in your in your company how it changed everything. So stay tuned
0: bringing you around the world right from your desktop voiceamerica.com into its mission is to power prosperity around the world Our global products and platforms are designed to empower consumers, self-employed, small businesses, and tax and accounting professionals to improve their financial lives, finding them more money with the least amount of work, while giving them complete confidence in their actions and decisions. Intuit is proud to be a part of the AICPA Engage 2019 event. You can see us live at the event at Booth 329. That's Booth 329. Visit us on the web. Today at intuit.com.
1: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Padar. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jody at New Vision CPA Now, back to the show
2: welcome back I'm Jody Paydar, the radical CPA and you are listening to let's get radical and we are live at engage and we are continuing our conversation with Enrico Palmarino, the CEO of botkeeper and if you haven't if you've just tuned in basically um, the story he's been telling is the story of his company and how he's gone through building essentially a new type of accounting company though they are partnering with CPA firms and they've just recently raised a significant amount of money from Google and Graycroft. And the way I would like to set up this next question, Enrico, is what is it like when a brand like Google and Greycroft say, we're investing in you, we're giving you all this money, and we expect, or uh, er, er, not even we expect, so we're giving you all this money, and now how does the rest of the world see you?
3: Um, I mean, one, you're like put on the map, right? So... Uh the Greycroft has an impeccable name um, in the accounting I mean they're tier one firm uh, east Coast west Coast presence um, and so them putting money into your company is a stamp of approval that there's a good business model here uh, and that this this business could be like a very large business I mean you look at some of um their other investments like Venmo I know. and bird and uh, I mean it's nuts I mean they've got multi-billion dollar companies and uh and it's a little scary too like on the other side of that spectrum because they put us up in that light like it's like we expect you to do the same thing so um definitely puts you on the map uh and the you know i guess kind of continue to talk about Greycroft um gives you access to people and talent and advice that you know we just wouldn't have access to otherwise um our, our CRO uh, who joined the team after was a, a referral or a recommendation from Ian um, at Greycroft. And that's worked out like exceptionally for us. Chris is like, just phenomenal rock star. Um, and, uh, and then just like the other individuals that they've connected us to, um, you know, Allison is uh, advising uh, me and our CMO. She was a CMO, I think at LinkedIn and, um, and then, uh, I forget where she was at after that, but like, I mean, she, here's someone who's just got a crazy amount of experience that we get to like tap into that brilliance and uh, and pick their brand for questions. And then, of course, Google, right? A household right. brand that everyone knows Google. I and mean, you like, how did you find this thing? Like, right. you Googled it. <laughs> um, so, having them involved kind of uh, gave us the stamp of approval on the tech, right? Because Gradient, in particular, uh, which is the, the Google fund that uh, invested in, in BotKeeper. Um, is focused solely on AI, right? So they look at all these different AI companies and they look at the models and they look at the business and they look at everything there and they are betting or backing those that they think are doing something truly disruptive we have built really great technology. Um, and the cool thing with them too is like, yeah, you know, one, you get the stamp of approval on the business side with Greycroft, we you get the stamp of approval on the tech side with, with Gradient. Um, but Gradient also comes with like talent and resources. So like we now have, we had uh, a UX UI person um, from gradient in our office for a week, working with us on like product design strategies. Um, we had uh, someone in, uh, <laughs> so it was two weeks ago, last week was in our office working on like strategic partnership strategy, and, like how to roll that out. Um, we have uh, a Google engineer joining our team um, they basically give us, like, one of their top engineers uh, for a year and rotate them out with another top engineer. And so um, it's cool because, like, we're actually, and we're I'm legally allowed to say this, parts of BotKeeper are going to be co-developed by, by Google and by BotKeeper, um, which is, is phenomenal. I mean, we couldn't afford those resources right. otherwise. So and it's funny, like right? We have raised all this, air quotes, <laughs> money, and we can't afford things. Yeah. I mean the reality yeah, is like we got a and we gotta manage, we have burn that we have to manage and you know, we have to do things responsibly so that we're we're here in five or ten years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so do you think that when you walked into the accounting space, so let's say um so November all this stuff happens right, now you announced that um what did that do to even the partner program? And the desire for it, or <laughs> yeah, so
3: it, it's a uh, it's funny. Like it, it does two things. Like one, we go from being like this like startup you might have heard about, and you're like, man, I don't know what's going on, um, to like, oh wow, like this is this company this is, is real real. Like this right. is a legitimate company, um, and they are doing something very disruptive. So it's like, it, but it does two things. So one. It's a great positive signal to the market that we're here to make an impact. Um, And the cool thing is, you know, some of our competitors are the other, like, we're the only company like us where we're building AI so that accountants can use it in their firms to make them and their teams more efficient. The other firms that, like, look like us are building AI to replace everyone. To compete with us. To compete, yeah. Put them out of business. They do taxes. They do bookkeeping. um, And so... In one sense, like we're kind of like the knight in shining armor, um, but in other sense, we put a paint a huge target on our back, right? Like we're now the you know 100 pound gorilla, thousand pound gorilla um, in the room. That you know if you if you consider yourself, you can cons- you're a firm that considers themselves a competitor of ours. You're going to hate us because you know you may not have raised the amount of money that we did. Um, if you build a tool or an application that becomes Say you build an application to your company as an application that makes accountants more efficient, but they wouldn't need that if they were using botkeeper. Like you're gonna hate us too because we're not right. yeah. So um
2: Well that's called disruption. Yeah.
3: Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I mean it's it, it does it, it's good and bad, right? right? It's uh you know, they they say there's like this like curve that basically shows more the The more success you have or the the more popular you become as a brand or a company, the more people dislike you. And it's like pretty exponentially because the fewer when you're a smaller company, the people that know you understand, like they've heard the full message and they actually understand what you're about and how it works. But as you grow and you become a larger brand, fewer and fewer people actually hear that whole message, they hear bits and pieces of it and those little bits and pieces aren't enough to like actually understand and so they like make terrible assumptions, assumptions yeah um, which are oftentimes wrong and then hate you for those false assumptions
2: right and so what has that been like as a leader to really be challenged by people in the industry and um and I'll say it was interesting to me to to watch some of the the banter that's happened in the industry and I'll say a lot of jealousy. Um, But what has that been like as, you know, coming into an environment and probably not expecting it?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I I think I'm, for the most part, a very positive person, right? So, like, I'm not one to, like, go out and attack people. um, And, but I do think, like, I should have just seen this coming because I think any... You know, I'm sure when Henry Ford, you know, built the car, like, um, everyone who had horses hated him, right? Or like, a lot, anyone, people who made horseshoes hated him, like, there was enough, and then people were like, oh, wow, this is actually really great, like, there there's still a role for horses, and, and, but like, this thing is going to make our lives better. Um, so, I, you know, should have seen it coming in one regard, but, uh, you know, it, it, I think, I think I, I, I took it with a grain of salt and and heard what um you know like some of the fear i mean a lot of this I, the it's fear it's fear and the the worst part about it is we're not trying to instill it we're like hey like we're here to help like right bad stuff's happening like there are these like ai companies that are here actually to put you out of business that's not us we're here to help um, but the media has done a great job at um basically saying like hey ai is going to take your job and put you out of business and make you like you should hate ai When really you should be embracing because it's like the only way that we can stay relevant, um, as, as as we move forward. So, um, you know, I think the good news is like, you know, got people told us what they were afraid of and we heard them and listened and responded and it's made us a better company as a result. Um, and you know, I think too, it's funny because, uh, anytime you polarize an audience, you, the people who are on the side that you're on become like big embracers and supporters. Like, the the existing partners we had reached out. I mean, they they were making videos and they were like championing us and they were like advising. They put together advisory councils to help us like change and build product faster. Um, So we got that. And then, you know, the people that didn't like us, like they're just going to go do their own thing and like go their separate way. And like you can't can't appease everyone or make everyone happy or or win over everyone. I think um, there's no, like not even Apple does that some people are diehard <laughs> android fans like myself so uh, and that has nothing to do with the fact that you know google's an yeah there's always haters it doesn't matter there's always yeah. haters
2: but um yeah and and i think too like um were those challenges that you had expected or it's just like as a leader you just you know you take the problem as it comes and you figure it out along the way
3: i mean i think uh y- yeah you're you're just solving problems non-stop right and you're picking certain problems to solve at different times i mean there's a there's always problems. Like there's a plethora of problems any given day for me to solve. Um, I just have to pick the ones that are the biggest priority. And so sometimes you get thrown a curveball, um, but you gotta, you know, kind of roll with the punches and, uh, and then just move forward. You know, it's not, uh, there's no sense in holding or harboring negativity. Um, you know, we're, I think we've built a really great company that's here to like help the, Propel the accounting industry. It's going to help keep jobs um, and and keep accounting firms relevant and absolutely and and, uh, and be more efficient and solve the staffing dilemma and um, and you know the the partners that we have it, when they watch the tech do what it does they're like amazed <laughs> I remember <will> never forget <laughs> right. the text you sent me when like <laughs> when Botkeeper went live with you and you sent me a text that said um, oh my God uh, Alex just came into the office and basically said she turned botkeeper on and was almost vomited and i took that to be like (laughs) negative like i was like oh god what did it do Did it screw up transactions or something like that and then thank god you like texted me back like so quickly like you finished that it was a two-part text the the second part was like i can't believe it works and it works so well and it's so fast and efficient and it just keep keeps processing and we don't have to do this anymore yeah
2: (laughs) it just works
3: um And I think the thing is too, that like most people don't realize like it it doesn't work. There are, there are pieces of tech out there that you can build an application to like do something. But when you're building an application to mimic a human doing something like a complicated thing, it's never going to be for a long time. It won't be pure software. So we have software that does a good job. Like if the software can get 83% accurate of everything it's doing, uh, 98% ninety eight percent accurate on the things that it knows what that it thinks it did well or did right. That's not perfect. Humans are neither perfect either, like eighty five to ninety five percent accurate with a human doing basic entry. The beauty of it is you take a human and you add a machine and you get a ninety nine point nine it's like the two of them combined make almost a perfect result. That's what we're all about, um at Botkeeper and that's what we've built because I think uh especially dealing with finances, you need things to be perfect. And you can't, no one wants an application that gets it, like, mostly right. right. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I think the people that understand that, that, like, the problem we're solving is uh, staff augmentation. Those firms have been, like, big believers, big users, you know, love the product. And we're still evolving. I mean if anyone's listening to this podcast has more advice for me, please. Uh, <laughs> my email's easy. It's Enrico at botkeeper.com.
2: So um, what's next, right? So like it, we've talked about kind of how it's all evolved and kind of the, the struggle and the successes you've had. Um, but like what's in the next six months? Cause I know things move really fast at Botkeeper, like faster than I've ever experienced in my life before. And I have quite a few years on you, but like what, what's next for the next two quarters? What's going to take us through the end of the year?
3: Um, So, there's a cool, some cool new features and functionality that are coming out. One that are going to allow our accounting partners to like interact real time with the machine learning. So they're going to be like watching them. They'll be able to see how like what they're doing is training it and it's getting better. Um, and they'll also be able to like watch the machine learning do things uh, in real time. So excited about that because that kind of brings it more real. Um, uh, the other thing is we've got, you know, some partnerships that are going live. One of them that we're, you know, announcing here is uh, our partnership with Brex. Awesome. So, um, and if you hadn't read the paper this morning, you know, yeah. Brex just raised $100 million <laughs> at a $2.6 billion valuation. they're f- five
2: unicorns or something, five special unicorns yeah. or something. <laughs> they did it in two
3: years. They went from zero to multi-billion dollar company. And so um, we're teaming up with them uh, to, there are certain features I can't announce yet, but... Uh, we are a preferred accounting partner platform on the Brex platform and, uh, and working with them very closely. So, um, you know, certainly excited about that. I think we're, we're working the, with, there's a number of, uh, accounting firms, some larger ones too, that, uh, are rolling us out in the hundreds of client fashion. Um, so, uh, we're experiencing that. And I think learning from that, I, you know, I think the. The exciting times, and like what's going to happen, you're just going to see Botkeeper's product between now and the end of the year drastically evolve. Like, be cleaner, sleeker, simpler to use, um, more functionality. Very much functionality catered to the accountant uh, because we've got an accountant advisory board. Right. Um, and then, you know, I think we're we're just going to continue to expand the offering. Like, the the more that we can consolidate into that stack um, and touch various aspects of like whether it's like workflow automation for accounting firms whether it's um, maybe getting into lending you know these other things uh, that will I think be what comes over the next few years but our goal right now is we just we want to be the plumbing to the accounting industry Okay. have as many accounting firms uh, use us to make their firms more efficient um, and to give them the edge needed to compete with uh, these other AI companies
2: and if you were to go back uh, I don't know, six months, 12 months, what would you tell yourself before about dealing with exponential growth? Um, <laughs> there's
3: there's a little to, I think, no advice you can give to prepare you for it. So even mm-hmm. if I told myself, um, I mean, it'd be like, the thing is, I've talked to CTOs about this too, is like when you're building product, You're like, oh, we want to make sure we make all the right decisions and it lasts and it scales. And everyone's like, you should just plan on like the moment you've, and this would have been good. So the moment I accept that we're going to have to overhaul and rip the platform apart multiple times and rebuild it and just expect that that's going to be the case and to like build with that intent in mind, I think I would be like a little easier. Whereas I was like so stressed that, you know, we... You're using the wrong database, or the you know architecture was not going to scale. The reality is like it's not like when you're growing this fast, um, things break. I mean, right. everything you just, breaks. Have, to keep you just have to keep iterating. I mean, right. it's just just iterating, improving, rebuilding. You know, continuous improvement is one of our our company values, so we're we live it every day.
2: And um, what do you like best about working with accounting partners?
3: Um, the accounting industry is one of those where it's, uh, it's, despite there's like some polarization around like AI and automation, it's a very friendly industry. Um, like so much so that like, if you think about it, people go to these conferences, they sit in the same room together. They do like talks together at under the hood, you all compete, right? Like you're, you all offer right. uh bookkeeping, tax, accounting service, et cetera, and technically compete with each other yet. Unlike every other industry I've ever seen, you have no problem getting in the same room and sharing insights and advising each other, or like laughing and grabbing drinks. Like that doesn't exist in other like you don't see Salesforce going to like drinks or cocktails with Oracle. Like it's okay. just that like doesn't happen. And so it's and even like we're seeing it with the you know companies that are com- similar to Botkeeper, getting like spending a half day with each other and basically saying like. How do we help each other evolve a market um, when a majority of the market is doing it an old way? Uh, and so it's a, is a really cool dynamic. It's like very friendly, um, you know, kind of feels like an extended family. Uh, and I love like there's like a, a fun quirkiness to it. You know, it's <laughs> a, I think some of the the most fun I've had like after hours uh, is with the, my CPA crowd. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um we're going to wrap this interview, but it's been awesome. Thank um you. we usually end with what we did in Vegas like last night, but yeah. I'm going to say so so what's next for Vegas for you for the next couple nights?
3: <laughs> um so I'm doing the the top golf uh party um tonight uh with I think everyone Everybody. else here. right? Um, and then a Apparently, there's a secret undercover karaoke party I may be uh, attending, but I won't give that one away, Jody. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, I think I'll probably meet up with um, Andy, who's uh, one of my co-founders, and his wife, Caroline, who's... Uh, it's her birthday today, so um, maybe go out and grab a drink with them. Awesome. And maybe I'll... Uh, I'll donate some money back to the casino at one of the tables but we'll see (laughs) how how charitable I'm feeling
2: well it sounds like your engaged event so far has been really good it has been awesome (laughs) and we're excited that we got and thank you very much for sponsoring the Let's Get Radical podcast don't mention it (laughs) and with that we'll go to commercial and we'll be back
0: Intuit's mission is to power prosperity around the world. Our global products and platforms are designed to empower consumers, self-employed, small businesses, and tax and accounting professionals to improve their financial lives, finding them more money with the least amount of work while giving them complete confidence in their actions and decisions. Intuit is proud to be a part of the AICPA Engage 2019 event. You can see us live at the event at booth 320. That's booth 329. Visit us on the web today at intuit.com. Accounting professionals all have one thing in common we cut our teeth doing the manual bits of bookkeeping, so we all know how much it sucks. But not anymore botkeeper brings bookkeeping into the future with its combination of skilled accountants machine learning and artificial intelligence when you start botkeeping you say goodbye to costly and error-prone manual accounting your bot extracts data from receipts processes payroll pays bills sends invoices reconciles accounts and so much more On top of all that, you're backed by a team of senior accountants who handle critical thinking, complex accounting, and help you draw out meaningful insights from your business data. Botkeeper works hand-in-hand with your existing team, or it can cut costs and serve as your entire accounting department. You get to decide. Learn more about bookkeeping with Botkeeper at Botkeeper.com. Better than humans, better than machines. Automated bookkeeping with a human touch. Botkeeper.com.